Good morning. morning. (laughs) Happy New Year. Um, I'm going to start things off with some announcements, some really exciting events coming up. Uh, Jim's class, it's a Bible study, will start Wednesday. Let's see. A membership class, if you're interested in becoming a member, please see Pastor James. Again, that's a great way to get in on the votes, you know. (laughs) Also, coming up in a couple weeks, we have Pastor James' installation, which is the official appointment of his pastoralship. So we can go there and just praise God and pray over him and celebrate. Um, Also, if you are joining us on the live stream, we'd like to welcome you and ask that you you, uh, share this with someone. And if you're coming and attending in person, please bring someone. Invite them. Let's see. Anything else? Any other uh, announcements that I may be? Anything? No. Okay, would you stand with me, please? Father, you created us in your image. We are more in your image than any other creation you have. You created us to praise you and fellowship with you and love you and reflect your image. And we've fallen away. But you still love us and you have mercy and you sent your son who paid the penalty of our sin so that we may again dwell with you forever in a kingdom prepared for us. I ask that every heart just inclines to you, that we forget all our fleshly desires, that we forget everything in the world, and we just focus on you and the purpose we were created and your beauty and your glory and your mercy and the salvation that you bring. Let people just lay down their fears, their anxieties of singing aloud, and they just lift up joyfully to you, giving to you all thanks and all glory. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus, amen.
right? Mm. Thank you, praise team, for leading us into his presence. There is no better place to be than in that, right? You may be seated. I want to share some some praise requests and ask you if you have any and uh, some praises, you know. Uh, but before I get into that, I'm wondering if God was speaking to anybody during that time and calling them to something. I'm wondering if, if, if God is, you know, calling them to repent of something, calling them to start some ministry, calling them in whatever direction. What was God speaking to you? Are you open to that? I hope that we are open to that leading. I remember sitting out here and I remember Daniel, God calling us to start a young adult ministry, right? And we had some corny name, like the Fellowship of the King. It, it was like, a, it was, I was a big Lord of the Rings fan, you know, and that's where that came from, the Fellowship of the Ring, the Fellowship of the King, you know, uh, but God started that. I, I remember um, playing video games and, and God saying, man, start an online ministry that reaches into that dark place, right? And I'm wondering, what is God calling you to? Man, that's what I'm praying for our church, that God is calling each and every one of you to something, to someone. I, I look at what's going on, and I was talking to Daniel, what, what's going on in the nursing homes, and how people are just isolated, and they're stuck in their rooms. And I'm wondering, what can we do to reach out to these people who are probably desperate for interaction, Right? And maybe God's calling somebody in here today to start some kind of ministry. Maybe they're giving you this awesome idea of how we can reach out to, into our nursing homes. Met with Doug and, and Nancy, and we were, we were talking about that. You know, and I, you know I, I can't wait for them to open up and, and so that we can get back in there, but there's got to be something that we can do right now. What is that? You know, what, what as you as young people can you do? You know, where is God calling you? Our insurance policy. I would just love to say, Gene would like to be showered with cars. There you go. There's an opportunity. There's something we can do. Cars, man, wouldn't it be awesome to start a pen pal ministry, though, with people in nursing homes? And some of them probably are, 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 aren't able to communicate that way, but there, there's got to be some that are. Maybe if you know somebody that's in a nursing home, give us their names and we'll provide people that can reach out to them and talk to them and to write to them. Man, what, what can we do for teachers right now, right? Talk about having your job totally messed up and being thrown a, a huge curveball. Um, you know, what could we do to them? What could we, how could we know that, let them know that we support them and we care about them and, and we love them? I don't know. What is God speaking to you? I hope that's your prayer during this season, during this new year. Where is God calling me? What is God calling me to do? And I don't care if you're young. I don't care if you're old. I don't care whatever. What it is. Don't let anything get in the way of that. Well, all right, prayer requests. I want you to pray for, for me, uh, as Adria said, installation service, two weeks. All right, that's where I officially get in. All right, so you got two weeks to get rid of me. But that will be when the district superintendent comes in and the church board comes up here and 
and we'd probably invite all of you to come up here, but then we'd probably spread something, and, you know, we'd probably, we'd probably be something different. I don't know what it's going to look like, but that'll be in two weeks, so I hope you're here for that. But pray for us. Pray for the church board. Pray for, pray for me, for wisdom and direction. Pray that I am in the presence of God and following the Holy Spirit's lead. Started to meet with with leaders in the church. I had dinner with Adrian Troy. I had dinner with Doug and Nancy. And I'm excited for what God is calling them to. And I'm excited to see where he's going to place all of us in here. Um, if God's calling you to something, I would love for you to come up and see and say, man, James, God's just calling me to do this. And I will help you. We will help you. We will stand beside you. And we will help you figure out what and how that looks and to do that. All right, so be, be open to that and be praying about that for the leadership of the church. I don't want to be a church that is, is not building the kingdom of God. I do not want to be a church that's inward focused. I want to be a church that we meet in here once in a while, but everything's happening out there, right, in the trenches, where we all realize that we are a priesthood of believers, that we all have a calling on our lives. And I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for 2021. Maybe it's just because Ohio State won. All right. Big shout out to my mother-in-law, Debbie. So we got together to watch the game, and she did not have an Ohio State shirt on. All right. And I said, listen, Debbie, you, you need to get one on right away or we're going to be in trouble. All right. And so she went and put it on, and everything turned around, and we were going good. She was at halftime, I hear, she was getting ready to take it off. And she's like, man, I don't know, I, maybe I should wear this to bed. And Cliff said, don't worry about this, I got this. He went and put on his Ohio State shirt, and we were good. So we, we can thank the Smiths. They single-handedly turned that around and made sure we got that, that win. Yeah. <laughs> All right, seriously, though, what kind, of, what kind of prayer requests and what kind of praises? If you saw me get on my phone here, I normally don't get on my phone during the service, but I wanted to share this service because I'm excited about this service. So uh, Adrian invited people watching the stream to share this, and Nathan's provided a button that you can share this. Some of you guys are tech savvy, though. You can go on run right now. If you go to willardnaz.org, you can go to the Sunday live stream. You can go on there, and then there's that three little button thing like, that looks like this, and you can hit share, and then you can share it to your Facebook page. I give you permission to get on your phones and do that. All right, right now, share this with somebody. Um, or if you can find another way or know of another way, I know a lot of you guys know a lot more than I do. Uh, I, I love Karen. She just handed the phone over to Logan. You know, here, here you go. There you go. If you got somebody young by you, just do it that way, right? All right. But uh, what kind of prayer requests or praises do you want to share with us today? We are, we are praising God for bringing Brad through heart surgery right? He is recovering from that. Um, we want to really lift up Phyllis's Hammond's daughter, Laura. She is dealing with a fever that's been going on for days. She's had a kidney uh, transplant, and they're, they're fearful that this kidney might be rejected. So we're going to pray hard and continue praying hard for her. Um, Lisa Freed's mom, Carol, heart surgery has gone through, gone through that. We want to lift her up for the recovery. Um, Melinda Kennard's husband is dealing with blood clots. Dawn was, was up till 5 a.m. She is here today. I gave her permission, though, to fall asleep during the service. So if you see her start snoring or anything like that, that's okay, all right? That usually happens with my preaching anyways. Uh, if John Prochi was here, he could testify to that, but I don't see him. All right, um, Wanda Verhovic, uh, 
That's Carolyn's cousin is dealing with pneumonia and the combination with COVID um, and needs prayer. We're going to lift up Corey Vesterman right during this time and be praying for him. What else? What else can we add to that list? Doug. Okay. I am, I am big on not pushing politics, but I am very political, all right? But I trust God over any kind of political process, God over any person there, but I definitely want to encourage you to be in prayer always, no matter who's in the office, praying for that person, right? Praying for who's got, who is going to be put into there, what kind of policies are going to be made. We will, we will speak on the issues. I have no fear of doing that. I'm not going to hold back on anything like that. Um, so please, when I say we're trusting God, that doesn't mean we, we tune out of politics and we, we keep our, our backs to that or anything like that. All right, it's just I want our focus to be on what's going to make the biggest difference, and that's Jesus Christ, right? That is a church that is on fire for Jesus Christ, living out the Word, but definitely be in prayer for the election, for um, our political leaders, all of them. Uh, they're all messed up, right? So they, they need the prayer, right? All right. Yeah, Nancy. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. His name was Bob? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> wow. All right, prayer request or praises. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Owen's recovery. Yeah, surgery and, and everything, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Would you stand with me? Father, I just thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for giving our church the wherewithal, the, the knowledge on how to stream our services and to, to touch people that aren't able to come, Lord. And I pray, that, I pray that your presence would be felt by them. I pray that you would, you would have them not question whether or not they are a part of this church. We love them. We can't wait to be back with them, Lord, but I pray that you would be just touching them and healing them. I know Carolyn was dealing with some other issues, medical issues, and, and, and we hear about Aaron Kennard, and we remember Owen. Lord, I pray that you would just be touching them and reaching out to them. Father, our heart goes out to the pastor, of Bob, uh, pastor Bob, who, who passed away, his family, Lord, and his church, who, who have to be mourning and grieving right now. Lord, we can give you praise because we know where he's at, Lord, but it's still hard to, to not have that person in our lives like so many of us have experienced here recently. So I pray that you would comfort that church, comfort that family, and be there for them. Lord, if there's anything we can do, Lord, I pray that you would give us an opportunity just to, to reach out to them. Father, I thank you for Brad. I, I thank you for this pastor that, that led us for so many years. And I, I pray that you would just be with him and his family as he recovers, as their family deals with things, as their, as their family starts a new church or, or is a part of this new church. I pray that you would just bless that ministry and that you would be glorified. Father, I pray for every other church in this town, in this community, any other church that, that is under your name, 
Lord, I pray that this would be a time where we turn and we don't just do things the way we normally do things, but that you would give us a fresh vision, a fresh uh, burden to reach people, Lord, and give us opportunities, Lord. I pray for each and every person in here. Lord, call them. Help them to be open to the calling. Help them to be, to be sanctifying their lives, to laying down their lives and letting you sanctify them and to grow closer to you. Father, I pray that we would be about that branch life, Lord, that we would be spending time with you. Lord, I pray that we would be intertwined with each other, lifting each other up, Lord. Father, I pray that you would be glorified through everything. Lord, all these other prayer requests that I started off mentioning, Lord, I pray that you would just be in those situations. Lord, I know I mentioned Ohio State. Father, you are a God that that has a sense of humor, and I know that does not offend you, Lord. Uh, so I thank you for that. Lord, I, I pray that, um, that you would speak through your word for the remainder of the service. Father, we know you are a living God alive and that your word is alive as well, and so we are desperate to hear from you. We are desperate to have your Holy Spirit speak to us Lord, I pray that our hearts would be soft, our eyes and ears would be open, and that we would hear that. We would hear the calling that you place on our lives, Lord, and we would carry out your word. Lord, give us opportunities. Father, we love you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Listen, if we're ever in praise and worship and you want to bust out a flag, or you want to come down front, or you want to just stand up and guess, give a testimony, you do that, right? We can get a little Pentecostal. It's okay. All right, in your Bibles, we're going to be in Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, so I want you to open up to there. That's a little bit hard. That's towards the end. All right, Hebrews 10. And then right before that, though, before we get to Hebrews 10, we're going to be in Galatians 6. Galatians 6. So that's where we're going to be spending the majority of our time today. And I want to start off with a story and when I start off with the story, I do not want you to think that this is about anybody watching online or anybody that hasn't been here or anything like that, all right? So this is not about anybody in here, but I want to share this. Uh, I was watching a, a pastor, and um, he was giving a sermon, and he was talking about this conversation that he had with one of the people that normally attends his church, all right? And this person um, is been faithful. He's been faithfully watching the services and been a part of the church. They just haven't been back in the church. And this gentleman said to this pastor, they knew, knew each other pretty good, seemed like. And this gentleman said, you know, I might just keep doing this uh, from here on out. This is kind of nice. I can, I can come to church in my pajamas. Uh, you're welcome to come in your church pajamas in here today, you know, as long as they're, you know, decent. But um, this person was talking about that. And he said it with a smile on his face, kind of a smile on his face, all right? Um, but he told the pastor he's gotten used to this. And, and this pastor kind of, it kind of threw him for the loop because this, this family is a solid family in a church. And this family is um, one that probably could, doesn't need to be in church. They're surrounded by godly people too and have that support system in there as well. But he told this family, he said, you know, church is far more than just tuning in, Right? Church is far more than that. And there are people in the church that desperately need you. And I want to echo that this morning to the people that are watching online, 
There are people in this church that desperately need you, need your gifts, need your, need your talents. I want to tell that to the people that are going to be watching this stream later when it's posted on Facebook and the people that turn, tune into this. The church needs you. There are people in this community that need you. And, and can I echo that to people who are sitting in here right now? Because we can sit in here right now and just tune in. And that's all that it is. Man, I spent a decade of my life just coming to church and tuning in. And it was miserable. It stunk. Right? It was boring. I didn't want to be there. I just went because my mom and made me go to that. So if that's you, I don't want that to be for you. And we need to realize some things this morning, that there is a church body that, that needs you to be a part of it. There is a community that needs you. And we're, we're desperate for you. And so I can't wait for us to be the body collectively together. I can't wait to, for us to get past this and all that's, that's going on, you know. Um, listen, some of you have very good reasons not to attend. I was, I, God laid somebody on my heart last night, and I reached out to them and just invited them to come. And, and they were explaining what was going on. And I'm like, yeah, please don't come. All right? You know, uh, there are good reasons. So I, I don't want this to be a, a guilt trip. You know, you need to get back to church and everything like that. I'm, I'm praying the Holy Spirit leads you. So I don't want you to, to take this that way. There are people in here that are dealing with some medical situations that, uh, you know, I, I don't blame you right? And, and I'm good with you, you not being here, but I want you to know that you can still be a part of this church if you're watching online, and I want you to be a part of this, this church and, and involved in this, all right? Um, we invested money so that we could reach people, right, out there, so that we could set this up because we want to stay connected with you, but I am worried, I am worried that in this season of isolation, of separation, that that might just happen. And so I want us to be, to be careful about this. I want to, yes, I want to invite you back, but I want you to follow the Holy Spirit's leading, right? Yes, I want, I'm glad that you're here, but I want to invite you to be part of the body of Christ and not just sit in a seat, right? Because you don't get anything, you don't get any bonus points for attending if you're not a part of the body of Christ. Right, so that's why I want you to invite you to this. I, like I said, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit leads you, that you follow his prompting. I love you. I miss you to the people that are watching. I, I put your pictures on, a, on the board out there. Forty-some families that we're missing right now. People and families that we're missing right now. And we're going to talk about that at the end of the service. But we love you. We miss you. We care about you. I don't care about numbers. All right? I don't care how many people actually show up. I would take 10 people that want to be a part of the church over 100 people that just want to come to church. Right? That's not what we're about. We're not about numbers. But I know there's an importance with fellowship and gathering. I know we can do that online too. And we will, we will do a better job as church leadership in helping you with that and adapting to that. All right? But I want you to be hungry I want you to be hungry for your calling. I want, to, I want you to find out where is God calling me to be part of the body. What, what body part am I? What place do I have? Right? Can we be challenged with that today? Don't let church be something that you just attend or that you tune into, no matter who you are. If that is, if that is where you're at, I want you to really question that. All right? Because like I said, I spent, I spent over a decade. I spent probably two decades 
living in that. And that was just not where it's at. All right? So church was never meant to just be a program that you watch. Church is meant to be a community. That's, that's where the power lies. The power lies in, in the Holy Spirit and in God, but it's meant to be a, a community that you are a part of, and it's far more than just a building, right? We all know that. It is far more than just to be a, just this building. Our goal is not to invite people to church, right? Our goal is to invite people to become part of the body of Christ. Our goal is to invite people into a relationship with a Savior who died for them, loves them. That's what we want to be. We want to see people set free. We want to be people that are called out of bondage and help other people out as well. We want to be kingdom builders. And that's what I want us to be about. So church isn't a movie theater. Just coming to be entertained. It's a commitment to community. It's engaging in people's lives. Don't miss that. I want us to hear that on the first Sunday in January, the first Sunday of 2021. This is, this is our direction. This is our call, my friends. All right, passage I want to draw your attention to first is Galatians 6.2. Galatians 6.2. And Paul says in this, it's very simple. Galatians 6.2. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. How do we fulfill the law of Christ? Obvious, right? What is, the one way we can, what is one way that we can fulfill the law of Christ? How can you fulfill God's purpose and his will for your life today? It's by helping carry someone's burdens, right? If I were to tell you, follow the law of Christ, follow the law of Christ, you're going to be thinking rules, you're going to be thinking regulations, what, what a lot of church people think, right? But that's not where it's at. The Bible says, carry each other's burdens, And if you do that, you are fulfilling the law of Christ. So let me ask you, how are you doing in that? Right? You don't have to be a Bible scholar to do well in that, right? You don't have to have all this Scripture memorized. That's great if you do. It will help you. You know, I'm not discouraging you. But you don't have to come to a place where you are so spiritually grounded that you can do this. You You will do better at it. All right, but it doesn't have to, you don't have to wait until you're ready. How are you doing with carrying the burdens of other people? The people around you. If you're helping people carry their burdens, it sounds like you're doing pretty good at fulfilling the law of Christ, right? What burdens do your neighbors have? I just thought of this last night. I was thinking, oh man, I don't know, I don't want to admit this, but. Um, I was just thinking of this person, one of my neighbors, his pancreas is not functioning. And I found out about it last week. And you know what I have done? Nothing to reach out to that person, to one of my neighbors. I've done nothing to reach out to them. Uh, and I am ashamed to say that. You know, uh, partly it was partly because I forgot until last night. All right. But why didn't I write that down? Why didn't I, I carry that with me? Why didn't I make more of an effort? It's partly because I'm shy. I don't like talking to people. I'm introverted. All right? I do not want to go to somebody's house and talk to them. That's just me and how I'm built. All right? um, partly because I'm busy, but I missed that opportunity. I missed it. And I don't want to do that again. What about you, though? Are you interested enough to ask your friends to ask your family, to ask your neighbors, how's life treating you right now? How's life going? 
What's going on in your life? Is there anything that I can do? There are a lot of people carrying a lot of burdens around each and every one of us. These are amazing opportunities for us to fulfill the law of Christ. And I know, I know that you have your own burdens, right? Or during 2021, you are going to have a burden that comes up. But how are you doing helping people carry their burdens? Right now, who is, who is discouraged that you know, that you could encourage? Who is going through a really difficult time that you could just come up alongside them, put your arm around them and say, I'm here for you. What do you need? Who has a need? Maybe it's a financial need that you could help meet. That you could secretly give them some money because you know they're struggling right now. These needs, these needs are met in community. They are met in relationship. And they won't just happen if we're just tuning in. Right? They won't just happen unless we get involved, if we get down in there. A simple word a simple word can mean so much. This week I had a lady come up to me that I used to work with her husband. She was like, do you remember driving my husband to this, to this thing? And it really didn't ring a bell for me, you know, until she started explaining more about it. But they were going through a difficult time and he needed a ride. And I remember just, just, just going in and she said, you know, the words that you spoke to him, the prayer that you prayed with him just really impacted him at a very important time and impacted our family. And I just want to say thank you. And she started crying and I started crying and I'm at work, you know, and it's really embarrassing. But it doesn't have to be big things, right? How many times have you spoken an encouraging word and you didn't think it had anything, any effect or anything like that? Man, follow the Holy Spirit's leading. You might not realize till four years later that it had a huge effect, a big effect. Step out on faith. Follow the Spirit's leading. And that's what we have to do. Follow His lead. I pray that we realize that we partner with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit does the heavy lifting, that the Holy Spirit prepares people's hearts. All right? He calls us to be involved in that process, but He equips us. He helps us. You don't have to do the heavy lifting. So here's what I want you to think about. I have this box right here. All right? This isn't heavy. It's, it's empty. Right. But it was heavy. All right? So here's this box, and here's what I want you to think about. And I don't know if you can all see this around here. Um, but we each have a box to carry around with us. Some of us are small boxes. Some of us are big boxes like this. And these boxes are filled with hurts, fears, anxiety, our own securities. And like I said, sometimes they're bigger at one time of the year and sometimes they're, they're smaller at another time of the year. And I don't know what is in your box. Maybe it's a health issue that you're dealing with. We, we had those mentioned during the prayer time, right? Maybe it's loss. We had somebody that's passed away in a family that is grieving, a church that is grieving right now. Maybe it's marriage challenges. Maybe it's something really big and heavy like abuse, like loneliness, like rejection, failure. We all have a box or we get a box at some point in our lives and it's filled with weight. It's filled with the heaviness of life, right? And the question is, what do you do with this box? Let's say you're a single mom and you're struggling 
right? Struggling to make it, struggling to work. And at the same time, now you're throwing this curveball that you have to homeschool your children because your children can't go back to school. I think the box has gotten bigger for you, right? Maybe you're a teacher and you're doing your best every day, all right? But maybe you're starting this webcam and there's little Johnny and little Alex and little Sandra and they cannot figure out how to get connected and maybe you feel like that you spend half your time just trying to help people get connected and you don't have enough time to engage with the kids. Maybe you've gone through a difficult breakup. Maybe you're separated from a family or a loved one. I was talking to a guy at work and he cannot go visit his grandmother and his grandmother has quit eating because she's just This has destroyed her. This isolation has destroyed her will. And so she's given up. And he can't do anything about it. He can't go there. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you can't pay the next month's mortgage. You know, what is in this box? What is that weight that's that's pulling you down? Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe during this time it has flared up, right? Maybe it's something that's spiraled out of control. And you know you need to get some help, but you don't want to be judged. You don't want to share with what, what's in that box with anybody because you're afraid of what they're going to think or what they're going to say. And so what do you do? You keep that box to yourself, right? You carry it around. You don't let anybody look inside it. You just hold on to it. You hang on to that. You throw it over your shoulders. I don't know if you've noticed, though, on some of these big boxes, right? There's this little symbol right here. I drew it bigger. This is me. I drew this. Pretty impressive, huh? My daughter said it was pretty good. She's, she is a, an expert in, in uh, drawing and everything like that. So when she said I did a good job, you know, don't look at the arms. The arms are not proportionate, right? But if you can see that, it says team lift, right? Team lift. And in a lot of bigger boxes, you will, you will see this. And this, this image, this symbol says that, hey, some boxes are net, not meant to be lifted alone right? They're not a one-person job. Now, I see that symbol, and I see it as a challenge, right? Because I am a man. I'm not a big man, but I am a man, and so that is a challenge to me to lift that box and to carry that box, and I know I'm not the only person out here that feels that same way. There are some very strong women who don't need a man to help them with their boxes, right? They can do that fine on their own, and they carry a heavy weight. After you pull your back out a few times, though, doing this, you learn maybe maybe you should stick to that and and get some help. Just today, I lifted something into the car that had a team lift by myself. I could have asked for help. I could have asked for my son. I could have asked for my wife. But no, you know, I'm going to do it myself, and I'll probably pay for that later. What about you, though? Some of you, some of you see that picture, and you want that person in your life. You want that help, but maybe you can't find that person. Maybe you got a thousand Facebook friends, but there is nobody that you can trust, nobody that would help you lift that box. Some of you are like that. Maybe you aren't comfortable being vulnerable. Maybe you aren't comfortable letting somebody know what's in this box. Maybe you aren't comfortable letting know somebody, someone know that this box has gotten pretty darn heavy. Right? You don't want to admit that. 
Maybe some of you had a person that had that other person helping out, but they dropped it. They dropped their end, and they bailed on you. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on in your life. But maybe when you really needed them, that person, that person drops it. I think God looks down at us or looks at us. He looks at me, looks at you struggling to carry our box, our own burdens, and he's like, that's not good. That is not good. Last week we spent some time in Genesis, the creation account, account right? And if you read that, you will find out that, that God creates light, right? The sun and light, and he says what? It is good, right? And then he, he not, and then, but at another point he creates uh, trees and plants and everything like that. And he says, again, it is good. Another point, he creates animals. And he says, it is good. And he create, goes through all these different days. And then there comes a day where he creates man. And he looks at man and he's like, it is not good for man to be alone. And so what's he do? He creates woman. He creates a helper. And that's not a demeaning term, right? That is a, a person of support. And men and women are called to support each other, right? Genesis 2.18. I think it's similar to how he looks at us carrying this box. Determined to be independent. Determined to be self-reliant. I don't need anyone. And God says, this is not good. You need help. And that's one of the reasons he has the church here today. So that we can be a community that helps each other. He commissions us, right? He tells us in His Word, help carry each other's burdens. That is what we are called to do. We are called to community. It is God's will. It is the fulfillment of the law that we are there for each other and help carry these big boxes. Like I said, this is a new year, and I do not want us to miss out on, on this, especially when we've been so isolated and separated and socially distanced. We need to be careful. Hebrews 10. He, turn to Hebrews 10.33. Hebrews chapter 10 talks about being there for each other as a family, a family of believers. The, the Christians that are being written to in, in Hebrews that were first written to were being persecuted, something fierce for their faith. They were suffering in the world. world. They were carrying heavy loads. And Paul, or the writer of Hebrews, we don't know if, who that is, it says in 1033, sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail and when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. You can just tell there are some heavy loads going on right here. The people were doing a great job, though, with those. You see examples of this. They were handling the weight. They were helping each other, right? It says that right there. You helped others who were suffering. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. Right? They were faithful. They took it. They did it with joy. But if you read this, it's all past tense. And what you come to find out as you look at this, they were doing a great job, but the weight was getting to them. 
and it was weighing them down, and it was taking its toll, and it was becoming overwhelming. So flip back to Hebrews 10.23. Hebrews 10.23. This is the advice that the writer gives. Hebrews 10.23. In the midst of all these burdens, in the midst of all this weight, the, the Hebrews writer says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For He who promises, who promised, is faithful. So don't miss out how that first starts out right. Let us, let us, together, community, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Unswervingly is not a word that we hear today. Your, your version of the Bible might have a, a different word. But this is an idea of not turning to the light or right or to the left, not wavering. Um, this is not my driving, right? This would be the opposite of my driving. I love rumble strips and finding them. It's my gift that when we're driving, especially when I start falling asleep, I start to swerve and find them. So this is the opposite of that. Let us hold unswervingly, not going all over the road, staying on the straight and narrow and path. This is how we are to live out our faith even when times are tough. And how do we do that? We hold on to the hope we profess. Instead of doubting it, questioning it, turning from it, we hold on to it and we stay the course. How do you realistically do that though? How do you realistically do that? Verse 24 has an answer. Next verse. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Notice again, let us. This is not a journey you make by yourself. Let us spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Something we do together. What do we do? We spur. We spur. Spur does not sound like a real positive word, right? It's typically used in a negative way. Spur, uh, irritate, annoy, provoke. We use spurs to jab into a horse, right, to make them go. Um, and, the, and the writer says, let us consider how we may spur each other on. My wife might testify that I am a good spur, as an agitator or irritator or, or something like that, but that's not what we're talking about here right now because we are talking about being spurred on to what? Good deeds, right? To love. That's what we're called to do. So what in the world is this writer saying? Uh, well, I think this writer is saying, um, let's encourage one another not to give up, right? I think a great example, I, I had to throw this in here, is with the Ohio State game. When Justin Fields took that, that helmet hit um, and got that targeting call on there, he's drilled in the side of his ribs by that helmet, right? And he was down for a long time. He was on his back for a long time. I guarantee you his coaching staff and the people there were not saying, hey, you've done enough, just stay down, right? We're good. We're, we're out by a few touchdowns, and, and you know, you just take it easy and everything like that. In fact, when they interviewed Ryan Day after that, they were asking him how he's going to deal with this at, at halftime, and Ryan Day said, hey, he's got to play for 30 more minutes. That's what he said. Hey, he's going to have to find a way to play for 30 more minutes, right? That's spurring each other on, right? Coaches spur. They yell, get up. When you get knocked down, right? If you're in a boxing match and you get knocked down, they don't just say, oh yeah, just 
go to sleep, take a nap, call the fight or anything like that. They yell, get up, and that's what we do, right? Get up, give it, all your, give it your all, fight. That's how we spur each other on. That's what we're called to do, to spur each other on. Keep running, right? If you fall down, keep running, get back up. I'll help you back up, but keep going. Don't stop, don't quit, don't swerve, right? Don't go off that path. Stay true. Hold tight to that, that faith that you profess. We all need that person in our corner. It can be annoying. It can be irritating. But we all need it. Right? I got to listen to Urban Meyer in a Zoom call. And he was talking about Ohio State's motivation. And he said there, there, there's temporary motivation and there's motivation that sustains you. And he said, the things like Dabo Sweeney saying you're the 11th ranked team and, and voting in as I said, the 11th ranked team, that is temporary motivation. That will fire you up for a short period of time. But you cannot sustain that. Do you know what Ohio State uses as their long-term motivation? Brotherhood. And if you listen to Justin Fields when they were talking to him and they're like, you know, afterwards, how did you get through this and everything like that? And he's like, I did this for my brothers. They create family. And every one of those players is there doing their best for their brothers. My friends, could the church learn something from this? God knows this. This is where, actually, this is where um, Urban Meyer said he got this from a pastor, this whole idea. God knows this and puts this into place, and that's why he creates community. That's why he says, spur each other on. We have brothers and sisters who are carrying large boxes, and what a tremendous opportunity that, that we have that we can help lift those boxes. And if we do it, we fulfill the law of Christ. Amen? That's the idea here. I want us to be about first weekend of the year. I'm hoping that we approach this coming weekend with that mindset. Let me spur you on, right? Spur each other on. Ministry does not stop because of COVID. It adapts, it changes, but it does not stop. The church does not stop being the church. We keep going, we keep serving, we keep giving. We keep carrying boxes and helping people carrying box. My friends, we show up. We show up. There's something powerful in just showing up. You might not know the words to say. You might not know what you're going to do. But my friends, just show up. It will speak volumes. We have a commitment to togetherness. We have a commitment to community. Check out the next verse. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day, they're talking about Judgment Day, Jesus coming again, approaching. Not giving up meeting together. There is no guilt to, to the people watching on here. There is no guilt that I am, I am showing. But we need to keep on meeting together. It is important to meet together Maybe do it in a smaller setting. Maybe do it with another brother and sister. Right? Maybe you don't come to this service. But maybe you, you come and talk to a brother and sister and call them over and meet with them. Maybe you meet online. Maybe you Zoom with them. You can do that, right? It still works. It's still effective. 
all right? But we don't give up meeting together. Don't let that happen, especially this year, especially in this time. Like I said, I used to you have this online gaming ministry, and we were, we were all over the country, but my friends, we spurred each other on. We encouraged one another. We met together. We studied the Word together, all right? And I never met these, these men, these guys, all right? But I was encouraged. I was spurred. You can do that, whether you're meeting or whether you're not meeting. So don't think COVID can stop it, all right? I can't wait for more of us to get back in church, all right? I will add chairs. We will spread it out. We will do that. I cannot wait for that day to come, but until then, don't give up meeting. Don't give up being involved just because you're not here or just because you're here. Don't think that you are meeting, that you are spurring one another on, right? There's a call to more. I have a goal to get everybody into a small group. That's the goal because I know that in those small groups, that's where, that's where ministry and, and that's where people are able to share what's really going on in their, fam- their lives and it becomes like a small knit family. When we, had, when we had Sunday school, man, that was an awesome time to share what each other were going through, to pray for them, to lift them up, to encourage them, to spur them, to give them advice, right? We can't do this in a setting like this. We can't. It's not practical. You know, you're not going to explain, yeah, I'm, I'm going through a divorce in a group like this, right? And pray for me, and, and I need help, right? But you can do that in a small group. So we've got to be, we've got to get into that and, and make that a goal, all right, Romans 12, verse 10 says, be devoted to each other as a loving family. I really like that. Be devoted to each other as a loving family. I would do anything for my family, even my in-laws, right? Somebody comes against them, it's on, right? And I consider many of you family. And if somebody comes against you, I will stand beside you. I will help you carry your box you can call me in the middle of the night. I might have my phone off, but you can call, right? If you need something. And I may tell you, I'm not the only one in here like that. A lot of us are desperate. We'd love to be called. We'd love to help you out. Give us an opportunity. Help us let you, let us help you carry the box, right? We'll do it. We won't judge you. We got our own boxes, right? Hmm. Give us an opportunity. Take that opportunity in your homes, in your yards when you're out and you're talking to your neighbor. Take that opportunity at your workplaces. Take that opportunity in small groups. Take that opportunity when you're out getting a meal and you're talking to that waiter or waitress. How's life going for you? Is there anything I can do? Man, let the Holy Spirit lead you in every conversation that you have with somebody. Let Him guide you in that. My friends, church should be a family. We need to make it that. We need to treat it like that. Isn't that what you want from church? Who wants to just come and be entertained? I don't want to come and be entertained. I want to be a part of something. I want to be a part of something that makes an eternal difference in people's lives. I want to see young people fall in love with their Lord and Savior. I want to see them come to know that. I will invest in that. 
And I know you will too. Wouldn't it be awesome if somebody came in here and they're like, man, I've got a huge box to carry and it took this entire church to carry it. Wouldn't that be awesome? There's probably some situations like that. Reach out. Let somebody help you with your box. How many of you would love to be there for another person? Yeah. I know you. I know you're the type of people that would sacrifice financially. I know that you're the type of people that would sacrifice your time, your talents to help somebody else out here. And I think you're craving that opportunity. You're craving to be a part of something more. Man, I, I don't care what this church building looks like, right? That's not going to attract people that don't know Jesus Christ. We can put money into that. We can make this place look like snow. Man, I don't care how good our praise team is, right? Wow, that's great. I don't care how good the person behind this pulpit is. Wow, that's a good service, you know? I care about how are we investing in people? Whose lives are we investing? Whose lives are we coming alongside? Whose boxes are we help carrying? That's what's going to be, that's what attracts a world that doesn't know Jesus Christ. That's what's going to open the door to share the good news with somebody. It's helping them carry their burden. First Thessalonians 4.18 says, Encourage one another. And this phrase means speak courage into someone. Speak courage into someone who is tired and weary and has been fighting a battle. Draw up beside them. Stand shoulder to shoulder to them. Go to war alongside them. Encourage each other. Who is it that around you that needs you to come up alongside them. Pray that. Pray about that. My friends, here's a key. All right? You need to be a praying people. You need to pray for people, period. All right? You want those opportunities? You said you did? Pray for people. God will supernaturally reveal those things to you. I guarantee you. But if you're too busy to pray, forget it. It's not going to happen. So pray for people. Lift up people. When you have these prayer requests, man, what is God telling you to do? Is God telling you to reach out to these people? Do it. Man, Sheila's great at this. Sheila messages me, hey, I was just praying, and you, God laid you on my heart, and I don't know what's going on. And I'll be like, yeah, this is going on. Perfect timing. She's in prayer. Prayer has to be a priority for this church. You want opportunities, get on your knees and lift each other up, right? Take that opportunity. Pray for, pray for people. Galatians 5.13, it simply says, serve each other. Serve one another humbly and in love. Philippians talks about how we are to put each other's needs ahead of our own. And I've got to go through this because we're, we're getting a little bit long. But we are to consider others better than ourselves. We are called to serve each other. And there is a weird dynamic that happens when this takes place. You may be tired. You may be feeling like your box is really help, heavy right now. And you're like, I don't know how I can help anybody else. But let me tell you something. If you help somebody else carry their box, your box gets lighter. It just happens. I don't know how it happens. Well, I know it's God. All right. Maybe when you start helping somebody carry a box, maybe they start helping carry your box too. I don't know. But, but serve one another humbly and in love, right? 
Consider how you might make somebody's box a little bit lighter. Be family. Church is a lot more than just watching a program or a stream. I was listening to a pastor, and I'm going to close with this. I was listening to a pastor, and he was talking about this tradition that they have. All right, When somebody gets baptized, they would go to this lake, they would baptize that person, and then they'd build this fire afterwards, and they'd come out, and they'll all get warmed up around that fire, and they'd just stand around it. Small church. All right? Small church. And what they would do is they would introduce themselves to each other, to the new people that were baptized, that were coming into the church. But they would do this in an interesting way. They would say, hi, my name's Mary. And if you need some ironing or washing done, call me. Next one would go, hi, my name's Sarah. If you need somebody to help babysit, you can call me. Hi, my name's Jim. You ever need a ride? You ever need to borrow a car? Call me. And on and on and on, each one of them would go. Need plumbing help? Need a room to stay? Whatever your need is, I'll help you. That's who I am. Just a couple months ago, I called Jeremy Montoni. He is my go-to small engine person. Cliff's, Cliff's second. All right. I, hope, I feel like I'm kind of cheating on Cliff, right? Saying that, right? Jeremy is it, though, man. He has helped me fix my lawnmower time and time again. My, uh, my snowblower was not working right, and so I called him up, and he said, try this. If that doesn't work, I'll be out, and I'll help you. Isn't that an exa- awesome example of what the church is going to be? And, of course, his advice worked, and he didn't need to come out. But, my friends, every one of us in here has some kind of talent, some kind of spiritual gift, And it was given to you to build the church, to build the kingdom of God. What is yours? What would you say? Hi, my name is this, and if you need this, I'm here for you. Wouldn't it be cool if we all just went around and did that? My friends, it's important to you to be engaged in the body of Christ. I told you at the beginning, we need you. I am no good with small engines. I am no good with fixing anything, right? I can change my oil and change a tire. That's it, right? I know nothing about engines. I know nothing about a lot of construction work. There are a lot of things I don't know about, but there are some things that I'm good at, playing video games, right? You need to know how to play video games, you call me out. You need somebody to be on your drop team in Warzone, you call me up and I'll, I'll drop with you, right? No, but seriously, we all have our gifts. We all have our talents. And, and we need to be in community sharing those things with each other. Would you stand with me? Hey, 12 o'clock. That's pretty good. Would you... Would you pray for opportunities? Would you pray for people? And when you follow the Holy Spirit's leading, when he puts somebody on your heart, hey, text them. Hey, I don't know why, but God just laid you on my heart. Everything going okay with you? You need anything? Hey, if you're carrying this big box, would you share that with somebody in here? 
I need some help. I can't handle this. Man, I am, I am financially struggling right now. I am, I am, my marriage is struggling right now. Is there, is there an older couple that knows what they're doing when it comes to marriage and can give me some advice? You know, I don't know what that is. I don't know what's in your box. I don't know what's going to come up in your box. But would you know you have a family that cares about you, that loves you, that will help you with that box? And will you make it a point to be a part of this church and not come to this church, but be a part of this body and share your gifts and talents with each other? That's what we're called to do. That's when church gets exciting. When God uses you, when you follow the Holy Spirit's leading and you make an impact in somebody's life, right? That's what it gets exciting. Stay on your knees. Pray for people. Look for those opportunities. And not just with people in this church, man, people outside this church. I love the story of Sharon when she met somebody in a bathroom at a movie theater and prayed with them. That's what we're called to do. We're called to be salt and light outside here. And I want opportunities like that for each and every one of us. But we have to follow the Holy Spirit's leading. Father, we just thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for your word and what it encourages us to do. Help us to be people of your word. Lord, would you right now lay people on our hearts that we can reach out to, people that are struggling with something. Lord, if there is somebody in here that is struggling with something, would you help them to reach out to somebody and ask for help? Help us not to be proud people. I know I like to carry the box. I like to carry the box alone, Lord, but we're robbing people of an opportunity to be your hands and feet when we do that. Lord, help us to Help us to allow people into our lives. Help us to, to make church a priority, Lord. And like I said, it's not coming to church, but it's being a part of the church, being a part of your body. Lord, I pray that the people watching, the people that will watch later, Lord, I pray that, that you would show them how this can happen out and about. Lord, give them opportunities online. Help them to have people in their lives that they can meet together, maybe start a small group with. Lord, and, and be a part of that, even though they, they can't come to this bigger service. Lord, give them opportunities to connect. Father, help them to reach out to their church family when they need something. Lord, and remind them that we love them. We're here for them. We can't wait to fellowship face-to-face with them. Lord, we love you, and we give you all praise. In your name we pray. Amen. You are... Oh, 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 oh. All right. On the bulletin board outside... There. On the right-hand side, there's a bulletin board with like 40 pictures and information, contact information of people that are not coming regularly right now. Would you go out there? Would you grab one or two? Somebody that God lays on your heart, will you grab them, take them home, and will you reach out to those people and just tell them, hey, they, they might have good reasons that they're, that they're not coming, but maybe they got, a, they got a box that they're carrying. Will you reach out to them, pray for them, send them a card, Whatever way God leads you, the Holy Spirit leads you, follow it, all right? So, so grab those things out there on your way out, and um, don't create a traffic jam right there. All right, you are dismissed. Love you.